Look here, the shrimp folks is a common mess. Welcome to another episode of Forrest Gump Minute, the podcast where we talk about the movie Forrest Gump four minutes at a time. I'm your co-host Rob, and joined my good friends Joe and Duff. <laughs> Hi. Uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about uh, minutes 9 through 12 of Forrest Gump. Uh, Forrest these- Mom gets piped. <laughs> Jesus. These, uh, this starts with, uh, these, this section starts with Forrest, uh, we find out Forrest's IQ score, and it ends with Elvis taking Forrest. Dang. What an insane movie! Like that, you summed it up that way. I know. I was about to say that. Imagine you didn't know anything about Forrest Gump, and you were like, "Well, in less than five minutes, we find out that he has an IQ of seventy-two. His five, his, right? His mom then uh, boffs the teach the principal. <laughs> boffs." Uh, well, Rob doesn't. Rob, what What does that mean? Rob I've never heard that before. Rob doesn't like the F word, so I was trying to think of. Yeah, I like boffs. boffs. Yeah, like, uh, Duff said boffs. Uh, then, then we cut from that to uh, Forrest teaching Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> I still really like this movie. I still really like this movie. I, really, I, I want someone to to experience this film through our podcast. Like yeah. I would like, I'd like. I think the ideal newsletter for us would be for somebody to write a recap email every week, where they try to guess what this movie's actually like based on our discussion of it. That mm. is actually a very good idea. And they why? Of, why the actually qualifier? Well, no, no. We should absolutely do that. Yeah, we should. Let's. I want to find some people who have never seen Forrest Gump. Be like, what do you think happens in this? <laughs> Here we go. We start out. This is this is the thing. This is the thing that we were afraid to get to, but we got to get to it in our third episode. Forrest, be dumb. Yeah, Forrest IQ chart. Um, Every like closet Nazi's ears perk up. Like, ooh, IQ test. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's a thing. Like, did you guys know your IQ? No, uh, I'm not. A lo- what? Only a loser would know their IQ. What kind I, of maniac? Actually, does I that. agree I, with you. When who? How do you get an IQ exam now? How is I, that a thing? You, there's all those internet sites that promise yes. you. Okay, <laughs> they still do them as part of special education evaluations. Okay. I don't know if they do it in every state, but well, that's all federally mandated, so federally regulated. Isn't so yeah. it just kind of accepted that they're deeply flawed? They're a hokum, in my opinion. But okay. I, hokum. I, <laughs> I, I'm not, an, I, but I will also admit that I'm not an expert in, in evaluating those. It's not part of. I my mean, job. any any standardized test at, is problematic. This isn't Listen. a perfect way to judge something, but you can, I think, fairly judge IQ tests by who their most passionate defenders are, like the people that talk the most about IQ. Mm-hmm. And the people that talk the most about IQ are uh, Nazis and Nazi adjacent people. So okay. that's all I really need to Al- know about it. Also, people who claim to be sapiosexual, <laughs> who are just and, a, who are just as bad as Nazis. And it, it, is there any world where someone could walk up to you and self identify and like volunteer the information that they're in Mensa, and you'll actually end up liking them? Or, or even just the idea of someone telling me their IQ, I would be like, why do I? 
I don't care. It's like okay. I, I automatically dislike you because you sought this out. Well, you're yeah. not smart enough to know I don't care. So yeah. there's one flaw in your plan. It's... So listeners, vote which Midnight Boy do you think has the highest IQ? <laughs> <laughs> you will, well, we'll never find out the answer. Cause uh, I... <laughs> it's probably Rob. He worked for NASA. What if we had a... Well, he, he, he broke that, into NASA. We, what if we set a Patreon goal, and if we get it, we'll all take IQ exams? <laughs> I, I, don't th- I don't think I... Well, I'd have to be pretty high. Uh, do they, <laughs> I, I, don't, I really don't want to do that. I think okay. it's messed do up. They, do they have science questions? I don't know. Let's hear. That's a good question. I, 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 I kind of like to imagine it's the same as the Wonderlick test that they give NFL draftees. Yeah. Is it, what's, the, what's the thing in Blade Runner where you explode if you get it wrong? The cat walked up to you and said hello. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Blade Runner test. It's got two names. Voigtkampf. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, I just remember that uh, I, I didn't take the SATs, but I took the ACTs. And, yeah, we're Midwestern boys. Yeah. That's what we do. And I was, you know, real. I was in like the mid to high thirties until it got to the science, and then I was like Forrest Gump level, like so. <laughs> so it averaged out to like somewhat better than average. But I'm not good with science and math. So if there's any science and math in that IQ test, I'm bombing. Uh, I just looked up one sample IQ question. I'm just gonna. Right. This is the first one. Okay. When used as verbs, the words table and shelf have blank meanings. Unrelated, similar, or contradictory. So that's that's an example of uh, of a uh, a question. Hmm. So I I don't know I'm not putting the answer, but there you go, listeners. Uh, okay, no IQ exam. We're not doing those. <laughs> Stupid. Um, okay. So the big question. Dolph and I have talked about this on the side. Yeah, they please, have all these little private u- chats. Please use appropriate language, Rob. Yes. <laughs> what What is wrong with Forrest? I have absolutely no interest in answering that question. Meaning, is he... I, I think it's a fair question. Is he stupid? No, I don't uh, mean it's not fair. It's just or, I don't want to touch that. No, we're not going to... I don't think we're going to answer the question, but I think we'll clear up some misconceptions. Okay. Um, because, you know, I think... You could say, well, is he, and then, you know, is he stupid or is he uh, what would now be probably referred to as um, mentally disabled? So did you do any research, Rob? Yeah, I did. I actually think, so the answer, I think, the best answer, I actually think, is what Mrs. Gump says, what his mom says, where she's like, he's a little slow, but, like, that's kind of it, right? Like, that's, that's like, to me, Forrest, is he's just, like, I don't, I don't think he's dumb. Nothing about that we see shows that he's dumb. He's he's simple, maybe, if you want to use that term, which I don't know how I feel about, but, like, he's pretty innocent. He's not a – like, I don't understand why the school doesn't want him. He's not a he's not a disruption. He's not a problem. He's not a kid that would be an issue for a class in any way or it would prevent other people from learning. Yeah, but they didn't think about things that way back then. Yeah. But I did, I did research to see, like, oh, well, what would this be? So – uh, I looked at the uh, Yahoo Answers of our time. <laughs> Quora? <laughs> Quora. Jeez. Yep. Oh, and, I don't even know what Quora is. Uh, I got a pretty good... That's because you're not an internet guy, Joe. Uh, <laughs> Noted non-web guy, Joe. Uh, <laughs> Outside actually, boy. Actually, this answer's pretty good, and I think it's what I'm going with. This guy, his name is Brian Stark. I don't think he's Game of Thrones related, but uh, he says that 
He's going with the idea that Forrest was born of a mild case of cerebral palsy. And he mentions that he was born with the same problem and that the reason Forrest has to wear leg braces is his legs are strong, but the problem is he's got neural impulses to his legs are misfiring. So his like leg muscles are contracting too forcefully. So this guy is the same thing. I had to wear leg braces and then uh, because his calf muscles were contracting too forcefully. So without braces, you just essentially like end up in a wheelchair because you're you're doing a lot of damage to your own legs. But eventually, you you get out of your braces. This guy says two years for him. Disorders brought under control. Um, everything is fine in that in that situation. And then he goes on to say that um, uh, CP is caused by cerebral palsy is called by a lesion on the brain during fetal development. So it can cause cognitive deficits. So he would say that uh, force might have been somewhere on. You know, it might be on an autism spectrum somewhere, but he points out that you couldn't possibly function the way Forrest does later in the movie in the firefight, uh, you know, without his, like, abilities and intelligence that he has. Uh, he has, um, you know, there, so I, all that stuff kind of makes the most sense to me, and this guy kind of points out that those are the same characteristics that he has. He says he has some short-term memory loss issues, but, um, and he says there's a slightly odd personal aspect to him, which is unfortunately inspired people to treat him poorly um but on the other hand as he says i have an enhanced ability to finish a quora question in a highly amusing and irony rich way as exemplified (laughs) by this ludicrous run-on sentence that you are presently enjoying uh so i don't know like that kind of seems to like answer that question pretty well for me yeah that that sums it up and for me there's uh i have uh, personal family experience in that I uh, I had a brother who was a year and a half older than me. He has since passed who uh, was born uh, with cerebral palsy and at what the time they called mental retardation. Okay. Um, which I grew up with as a term and I still like I still use the term MR which you still you kind of hear like that's not an accepted thing but i you know this would this would have been this was the 80s and this it was i believe still a medically accepted term into the 80s um and he had he was much lower functioning than forrest he would he had i don't know what his iq would have been but he was like infant level um and you know the word uh, retard retardation um, comes from like something is slowed down and generally it's like you said from that answer is that it's generally something that happens in the womb and it's some type of it doesn't have to be but there's a you know a physical defect that happens I, I mean the word def- all this is very can yeah. be triggering language but it, a lot of it is stuff I grew up with so I just I'm kind of used to it, so I'm I feel sorry. like you get a pass. Stuff I get a pass. It's uh, I also get to use the N word. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, well, Duff's always saying if they can say it, why yeah, can't I? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, and it was something that uh, in the third trimester happened, and um, I, I've heard one common thing is if the umbilical cord can wrap around the neck and can deprive. Uh, oh, oxygen. Yeah. So it. There's a number of things can happen, but yeah, it's with Forrest. It doesn't seem that from birth you would notice. It probably no. didn't happen until 
he became older. Um, one thing I, when I was looking for research on this, and I, I'm guessing a lot of people know this, that these terms we have that are used as common insults now used to be medical definitions, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. much much like uh, mental retardation was a, a medical term uh, up until fairly recent. Uh, two things. Uh, one thing I wanted to point out is uh, in 2010, uh President Obama signed into law Rosa's law that changed all references in federal law from mental retardation to mental disability. So Hmm. thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. Uh, And then the other thing is just to show you how weird this used to be. Uh, In 1910, there was an Association of Medical Officers of American Institutions for Idiotic and Feeble-Minded Persons. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) They, uh, and I, we were happy to announce that's the sponsor uh, for <laughs> Forrest Gump Minute. Yep. <laughs> um, and they had uh, three uh, definitions. They had uh, for what they referred to as disabled. This, this is their terminology. They said uh, they had morons, which were the most intelligent, had IQs between 50 and 70. So Forrest would be, a, by their definition in 1910, a little smarter than a moron. <laughs> Uh, imbeciles was an IQ between 25 and 50 and then below 25 was an idiot so all these terms that are now just kind of common nomenclature uh, used to be (laughs) if not scientifically academically valid and I honestly wonder if the the term retard which is now a slur will one day get to be like that I don't know I would guess not but crazier things have happened folks yeah so it's interesting so so we're 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 going on cerebral palsy but a mild case of it so so it, nothing if maybe who knows yeah, yeah. can i say something uh-huh. yeah you may, absolutely may can I? Joe. I know i can but may i uh-huh. yes i just think that these sorts of questions and i don't i don't mean this to be a jerk or anything but but the reason i don't really like to get involved in them is the the, the very idea of like trying to diagnose these physical characters, these, these physical, these fictional characters is silly just from the get go, because it, it depends upon the idea that the author had some sort of a expertise in medical science or psychology or something like that. And, and started from the place of this is a character with this specific affliction and I'm creating the character based on that. Where instead, I think in almost all examples of fiction, like whether it's Of Mice and Men or Death of a Salesman or Forrest Gump, and, then, and I think I kind of ran the gamut of different people having different sorts of disabilities or mental breakdowns or whatever, Like I think that there's this impulse from the reader to attach a specific medical diagnosis to that character where the creator of that character either put no thought into that whatsoever or had no idea what they were talking about when trying to come up with that character. And I think it just makes it a mood point from the get go. I think the person that created the character of Forrest Gump, I don't, I personally don't think there's any way that any knowledge of any developmental disabilities or anything of that nature. They're just like, how how about we make them kind of a dumb Southern guy? Well, so and we'll write a book about it. So essentially, yeah, Winston Groom, who wrote Forrest Gump, it's 
force in that book is the term would that the author would use to describe him be like an idiot savant. Yes. Uh, in in the book, he's he's you know really good at math. And and it, I listened to an interview with with Winston Groom, and he talked about like his dad or someone telling him a story about some like town kid that they used to tease all the time because he was slow and you know not bright, and then his like that kid's like mom or whatever got a piano and then within like a week or two this kid was like playing amazing music and like that's kind of the inspiration behind Forrest Gump so you're absolutely right Joe yeah and I just I just think it's almost kind of offensive to try to attach some kind of diagnosis to this fictional character that like as you just explained is just like what if we made him kind of like that guy I knew growing up I don't know what was wrong with him but he sure was weird well, and then and then the movie even I mean the movie the Forrest Gump in the movie is not that Forrest Gump, uh, maybe. But I I just I just don't uh, I don't know I just think it's kind of I don't want offensive is a strong word, but approaching that to try to attach some kind of real life diagnosis to a fictional character when I don't really think the people involved in the creation of that character you know, are actually trying to accurately portray any kind of developmental disability. I mean, we, we talked about in a previous episode where like how they, they came up with this voice kind of like on the spur of the moment, like, Oh, the way that kid talked in the audition is pretty good. Let's make him talk like that. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, we are, I mean, this, this scene I, is I literally think that, I holding think that up an IQ. Uh, like, I think chart. that's a fair point. I think I, that I just, I, I, I'm not saying it's not, relevant to like talk about it in the context of the scene like talk like obviously the this whole entire scene is about public education and how you treat you know how at least in their, that time period it's trying purporting to talk about how they would treat a kid like Forrest Gump mm-hmm. but but I, I just I just don't know if it's useful to really try to to, to say like what is exactly going on with him so i think it and becomes, i know you guys don't mean anything bad no I I, i'm not saying that i think when it becomes useful is that i think you're right about authorial intents um but i think that it's useful to at least examine it because i think a lot of times whether it's forrest gump or you know rain man is a very popular one like those type of things will become shorthand for to say oh well this person is this so they're like Forrest Gump or yeah. something like that so that's I, I'm not saying you're wrong at all I think it's complicated and messy but I do yeah, th- I agree with you I think there are at some points in the movie it begs the question more than others but yeah this scene especially because they're talking about whether or not he meets the threshold which he barely doesn't meet the threshold too. Like, let the kid take the test again if you like. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, he's at seventy-five. He needs eighty. Like, we just, all, like we all, we all. He doesn't even need eighty. He needs like what? Like eighty. Uh, he needs eighty. Okay, we all have off days. Yeah, just be like, well, why don't we try the test again next week? And you know, just give him the same. Ex- <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, or, then, the cre- then the creeper, the or the uh, <laughs> principal could sexually exploit his mom. Yeah, so that's what we get Which is to. Deeply disturbing. Which is so when we when we first started but talking for laughs, <laughs> when we first started talking about this project, we all kind of remembered, or when Joe and I were talking, we remembered like there's a lot of very dark stuff in this movie that yeah. you just kind of forget. This is dark thing number one. Uh, just just Mrs. Gump has sex with the principal in order to allow him 
to let her son into the school, into the public school. Uh, another thing, do we ever learn Mrs. Gump's first name? No, we never do. Okay. So. Uh, really? <laughs> I don't I, think if, we do. If we do, I don't remember. Uh, it might be in the book, but I don't think in the movie we ever learn her name. Book ain't canon because the book is wild. <laughs> yes, and I have some book stuff for you guys. Um, <laughs> so I will say this about this principal. They give they give this character some really funny lines in this in this like. and the, the let's just say the performance and the look matches the dude absolutely because <laughs> even the way his clothes fit i'm just oh, like i don't want to be anywhere uh, near this guy oh it's so perfect when he's like is there a mr gump Mrs. Mrs. Gump. oh my god it's <laughs> so your mama terrible. sure do care about your school and bar. Yeah, well, the crazy the, the, the crazy thing is like when this came out this was 100% laughs. This was this was yuck city. Okay, audio. I will say, I will say on rewatch, I still laugh at when Forrest makes the sound back. Yes. Yeah, the the deep, unbelievable trauma that he experienced while his future principal just rails his mom <laughs> so he can get Bops into that are, school. Boffs are good. Oh, I'm sorry, Boffs. I don't get where you came up with that. Like, Boff it. Th- this is like, this alone would... This movie's canceled already. <laughs> uh, I want to point out, uh, I believe it's Sam Anderson, who's been in everything. Um, but That's he, the principal? Yes. He was, uh, I think a lot of people recognize him from Lost. He was on one of the later seasons. He's uh, been in a lot of stuff. I, re- I remember him as the principal on Growing Pains. Uh, right. But he's a good good character actor. I mean, yeah, he, he, choose, he, he does everything this principal character is supposed to do in this and like somehow this whole thing is as you said like delivered as as a joke can i just make a request yeah Mm -hmm. mrs gump just close the windows your kid's outside he's he comes out covered in sweat anyways send him to jenny's (laughs) maybe he hasn't met jenny yet he hasn't met jenny yet no he hasn't uh she could i mean she has seems like she could also be like hey quiet down yeah. Well, she wants to get. I mean, it's, she's not really in the position to make demands because this is basically a sexual assault. It is quite a scene. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do laugh when Forrest makes the sounds of coitus it, back at him. <laughs> what do you think they told the actor he was mimicking? Uh, well, he's probably what ten. Mm, yep, pretty young. He, he knows what boffing is. Yeah, he <laughs> knows what boffing is. All the kids are talking about boffing. <laughs> yep. Uh, getting upset. <laughs> So we go, we go into the into uh, we've curious George sighting again. Um, Friggin' and monkey! This is when uh, Mrs. Gump, which gives some know, fake bl- news, <laughs> bless her heart, uh, it's doing everything she can to help her son. But uh, this is not this is not a good definition. This isn't helping your child out when he asks what vacation is, it's especially <laughs> someone who has you know maybe cognitive troubles. Yeah. <laughs> What is vacation? It's when you go somewhere and you never come back. This poor kid's gonna like this poor kid's gonna grow up and get a job and like never take time off. <laughs> be like, or, take vacation time. That sounds like a line from like Blue Valentine or something. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, where's very my dad? Strange. The gauze. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you went on vacation. What's He's that? He's never coming back. Okay, that's what vacation is. It's when you go somewhere and you never come back, which maybe explains. But that's like that. Like that's but. Um, well, his, his, 
I guess Forrest Gump's generation, not his mom's generation, but Forrest Gump's generation is like, I think the last generation to tell horrible lies like that to avoid talking to their kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. but just tell him that his dad's a spy or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't lie to him about like what what basic words mean that he's going to encounter in life. Just be like, oh yeah, your dad's on a secret mission in Cuba or all right, something. All right. So your dad if, sure if, has appeal. If you ever, God. <laughs> so if you if you ever abandoned your family, what do you think would be the most realistic lie that your wife could tell your kids about where you went? Podcasting. <laughs> Elaborate. Uh, Elaborate uh, he, on that. He went somewhere to podcast. What's podcasting? Uh, it's when you go somewhere and you never go back. <laughs> he didn't get our internet connection wasn't fast enough. Uh, so yeah, com- Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, oh so God. not a very good definition from old Mrs. Gump. No, I mean, I, uh, I get it, but. But now, now we move on and we have guests coming and going in this house. So I have, a, I hope, I hope that Mrs. Gump with Mr. Gump on vacation and knowing that she's, <laughs> I hope she had a, I hope she had a few to a handful of intimate consent filled nights with some of these guests. <laughs> Oh, why not? Why I can't uh, wish I mean, her loneliness. Sweaty, no. sweaty nights. Yeah, you know? it's, it's okay. I, I'm, I'm with you. There. Let's hope yeah. they were consensual and not. That's, some, yeah, that's he, what I said. He said that. He said let's, that. Yeah. Let's type. Yeah, not some type of quid pro quo agreement. So if it's not, all right, I'm gonna push this theory a little farther. Mm. Okay. Did Mrs. Gump have sex with Elvis? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so too. I mean, uh, with young, young, thin, prime Elvis. I mean, yeah, not uh, toilet right. Elvis. Are we getting into Elvis now? Because I'm, I want to confess something and then use it as a segue into f- a deeper dive into this question. Okay. Okay. I, I realized preparing for this episode, and I watched the video that you asked us to watch, and <laughs> I don't know anything about Elvis. Like, oh. I, I, I think I know less than the basics about him. And he's one of the most famous stars in a, in American history. Yes, and it famous just dawned people. on me that that I've done. Yeah, just be, be, I I know barely anything about him other than that he died on the toilet, which is funny. <laughs> and <laughs> that's what that's what that's what's actually going to happen. Just to me. an insane amount of pills and booze in his system. I think. Yeah, um, too many. So, so, like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm coming from a position of. A great, a very naive position with him. Mm-hmm. I've just never felt compelled enough to really dig in to the whole Elvis history. I've heard the songs, I guess, and they're fine, I guess. Just nothing about Elvis really grabs me. What? Duff, you're a, you. I would consider you probably my friend that probably knows the most about Elvis. And which is think- not. I'm not like an Elvis aficionado or anything, but. I've been uh, to Grace. How many plates do you have with Elvis's face in your house? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a, a good... thing an Elvis fan would have a lot of. Yeah, yeah, a lot of t- from Time Life or whatever. Was Elvis ever just a normal, like a normal rock star dude that would just be sleeping around on the road, or was he some kind of like closet sex freak? I don't know if he was either. Honestly, um, I'll say that there's a good hbo documentary on elvis that came out like pretty recently that is 
it does a pretty good job like at this point it's hard to talk about elvis and it's kind of like talking about the beatles like it's hard to talk about in less than like anything than like legendary terms but i mean it's weird because elvis was a like a poor literally grew up in a you know one room shack at one point in memphis and was a truck driver and just kind of glommed on to black music Mm -hmm. and cut records and was in the right place at the right time and it's a tragedy i mean in many ways (laughs) because i mean imagine someone with you know i think he was of average intelligence i don't know if he graduated high school but like he was i think they talked about this in that documentary i think it's called the searcher he was the first rock star there was Mm -hmm. no template so and he was very trusting and just got fleeced by Colonel the Colonel Parker who it just like it a lot of his life just seems sad and so it just seems like so many of the early rock and rollers like turned out to be absolute psychopaths like <laughs> Jerry Lee Lewis Jay, who, Jerry Lewis uh, <laughs> uh, like Mr. Flubber himself Jerry uh, Lee Lewis <laughs> king of comedy uh <laughs> So I'm just wondering uh, if, like, Elvis... He's like, problematic. Had... Elvis is problematic. I mean... Uh, he... Like, in terms of sex stuff? Uh, well... He uh, married a he teenager. Marry... He married yeah. a teenager. Okay. Who he started dating when she was, like, 14 or something, right? Um, but, and I say this in no way to excuse him, if you're a rural country bumpkin, that's what you did. I mean, I'm, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It's just that was how life was and you know so he was just kind of doing what everyone had done um at least he didn't murder his wife like jerry lee lewis yes uh the king of comedy uh so okay so let's let's talk about let's talk about the elvis here um we see a clip uh so essentially if you haven't seen forrest gump um forrest teaches elvis how to um gyrate how to dance now this is not in the book, but can I tell you another story from the book please, about one of the guests? Please do. I don't really think I'm ever going to be disappointed <laughs> to hear about this insane book. So in the book, uh, one of the guests in the boarding house or whatever is Miss French. Now, Miss French uh, stayed at the boarding house, and when Forrest is older, so not like this version of Forrest, but like, you know, teenager, older, uh, she seduces him. Marion mm. age for Elvis. <laughs> Miss French seduces him, and they have sex. Then and then Forrest or Elvis? Forrest and Miss French. Elvis is not in the book. Oh, that's just um, okay. But Miss French is, and uh, later in the in the in <laughs> later in the book, uh, Forrest is older, so I think he's already gone to Alabama, and I think he's in the military in Vietnam at this point. Uh, Miss French is using a dry cleaner on her cat. <laughs> Uh, in the boarding house, and the cat starts on fire, and the whole house burns down. <laughs> and for essentially the rest of the book, Mrs. Gump is just living in poverty. <laughs> 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 because Miss French burned down the boarding house using a dryer on her cat. Uh, just more from the Forrest Gump book <laughs> for all of you Man. to enjoy. But back to Elvis. So yeah, so 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 a couple things I learned looking up Elvis a little bit. So Elvis 
like you know becomes a star at 21 right so he or a little maybe he's 20 at that point yep. but 1956 he dies in at age 42 so for half his life he was which is insane yes when you the think biggest star it. in america yeah it is. how many times do you think how many major television appearances do you think elvis made during those 21 years well he had the hawaii comeback concert yep he had the. It's not Ed Sullivan, is it? Uh, there was, yeah, Ed Sullivan. He does. So, Ed Sullivan's not first, but he does go on. What was does, the first show? Like uh, uh, Lawrence Welk. No, it's um, it's, it's, Mer- it's Milton Burrell's when he got he really does, big. He does Milton okay. Burrell, Steve Allen. I found this out through looking this up, but he does like Steve Allen, Milton Burrell, and then the thing is, he do, he he gets drafted and he joins the army. They and then write movies. And he spends all of 1960s making these terrible movies. That's right. And yeah. he doesn't really do that much television. And um, then in the 70s, the only thing I can think of is that Hawaii whole, like comeback. Hawaii. Yeah. Yep. He well the there's the 68 comeback special, and then there was like he did one of the first satellite televised yep. events. That's that's what I was referring to. So yeah. what would you what would you think? Let's just just ballpark it. Uh, Do you think it's a 10, do- 25? Okay, a dozen. Um, I, would, I would guess eight. Yeah, it's you guys actually guessed way lower than I thought. It's only seventeen times, which is yeah. just crazy to me that the biggest star, the biggest star, you know, during like television's prime, only went on television seventeen times during his life. Well, yeah. I imagine a good chunk of that life he didn't want cameras to see him. Well, uh, part only of, like a few years of that probably. I mean, Joe, Joe, you would very much enjoy the story of Colonel Tom Parker because this guy—he's a great American grifter. Uh, well, he's not American, but he came to uh, America because he oh, was he wanted. He was wanted. You can't call yourself the Colonel if you're not Southern. Uh, you can if you're a Kentucky Colonel. But here's, <laughs> but he's here's he came to America because he may or may have not killed someone in Europe and might have been wanted <laughs> for murder. Mm, and, maybe not though. And that was why he never let Elvis tour outside of America because he knew if they went on tour, he might be arrested. He never toured outside the United States? Nope. Never wow. went outside. Tom, yeah, Tom Parker, that dude is a trip. Just, just you know, I mean, he's a grifter of the highest degree and just saw this country bumpkin who was good looking and could mimic black music and made him do a ton of movies that he didn't want to do and <laughs> never let him tour as much as he wanted to. Um, yeah. Well, um, here's a fact that you will enjoy, Joe. Duff, I'm guessing you know. Joe, prepare for your mind to be blown. Okay. Elvis in this movie, is his voice is Kurt Russell's voice. Kurt Russell voices Elvis in Forrest Gump. I yep. knew that already. Yeah. Ah. It's cool. Uh, but someone else plays him, obviously. Um, but, yeah, pretty wild. And then we see at the end, we see him. We see this is kind of like the big, the, probably like the most famous uh, Elvis TV appearance. Not his first time. was on the Milton Berle show, June 5th, 1956. Now, Duff, I know you and I both have a uh, Elvis on TV story to share. Uh yeah, so I just I did some uh, general research. So uh, this is uh, yeah the Milton Berle show. 
1956, an estimated caused a stir. Caused a stir. This was this was before the single was out. So Elvis, and the story of Hound Dog is interesting um, because, uh, like almost everything Elvis ever did, was done by black people first. Um, but this was. Uh, Hound Dog comes from that era of pop music when most of it was written by bald guys in a in a building in New York. Mm-hmm. It was a, a Lieber and Stoller song, okay. They, and they wrote tons of stuff. You can look it up, but um, they wrote it in 1952 for Big Mama Thornton, and she released the single in 1953, and that single sold about half a million copies, which was huge for the time. And after that. Uh, this is something that is really fun, I think, is that uh, Hound Dog had 10 covers before that, but also it had six answer songs. And an answer song is kind of like the predecessor to the diss track <laughs> in that you would have people, you know, you would record Hound Dog and there was literally a song called Bearcat parentheses parentheses the answer to hound dog (laughs) the answer and okay and there's numerous songs like this and i mean this is um it's more of a black music thing because you would record it's you know it's kind of call and response so there would be a and this wasn't unique to hound dog someone would put out a song and then there'd be other songs that were answering it so but yeah bearcat is actually a pretty good song um and then yeah, Elvis uh, did a cover of this and did on Milton Berle's show in 1956. Forty million people saw it at the time. The population was about 170 million people, so that's a wow, good good chunk of America. Yep. Good shares, good rating shares yeah, there. That's yeah. uh, Faye, Faye Dunaway and Network would uh, get hot over that. Yep. Um, but yeah. Uh, I, across the country, critics said uh, it had an appalling lack of musicality, vulgarity, animalism, mm-hmm. and the Catholic Church wrote a uh, piece called "Beware Elvis Presley." Gotta watch, and I it mean, included it, an ad for Alter Boys in that too. It's <laughs> like it's kind of a joke and seems dumb when she's like, "This is not for children's eyes," but. People really believe People. that. Yep. El- so Elvis, so, Elvis the pelvis. So get get to what happens the next time he's on TV. <laughs> so Elvis, uh, he was previously booked to be on the Steve Allen show. Like a like week or two later. Like not much time has passed. Uh, Steve Allen was not a fan of rock music, and thought it would be funny slash humiliating to Elvis if. He just had Elvis sing to an actual basset hound. (laughs) (laughs) And you can watch this. It's they bring out this basset hound in a hot in a top hat. They both have top hats. They both have top hats. And it's it's a pretty good own by 50 standards. (laughs) Um, I mean, Elvis is a good sport about it. But yeah, he's. I don't think he wanted to do it he, in real life. He I was think not, he was pissed. He was not pleased about it. I think it's pretty clear in the footage that he's pissed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he he was pissed about it, but he he sang to this basset hound. So so the the clip I want to talk about that I um 
before, be, so be, so before the clip that we see in the movie on the Milton Berle show, he had been on uh, like some other Milton Berle episodes or other shows, and there's this one where he goes on and they do this like skit where he's joined by his brother Melvis. And Melvis is just Milton Berle dressed like Elvis. And they, like, sing together. But what makes it super awkward is if, Joe, you talked about, like, not really knowing a whole lot about Elvis. Elvis has a twin brother who was born stillborn. I didn't know that. And Elvis, like, that always bothered him. Like, that was, like, a The wrong kid died. (laughs) That was, like, a big thing for him. Like, emotionally, he was kind of scarred by that. And he just didn't want like obviously this is like pre-google you couldn't just look him up milton burl had no idea that this was the case and elvis was like you know young he's 20 years old and milton burl wants you to do a bit on tv he's not yet a star it's like yeah i'll i'll go do that but could you imagine like he does not want to do this and it's like oh i'm your twin brother your (laughs) twin brother who's a dead stillborn baby uh playing out as like it's super awkward to watch knowing Knowing what we know now. All right, guys. Anything else? Anything else for the good of the order? I don't think so. I mean, we got plenty more episodes to do. We got a lot. <laughs> we got a lot. Uh, you can rate and review us on iTunes. You can go to forcegumpminute.com slash chocolates and join our Facebook group, Box of Chocolates. Um, you can also go to forcegumpminute.com, find all this, follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Gump Minute. And if you still liked want to listen to us and listen to us even more than all the episodes we put out we do other shows we do a free podcast and we also have a patreon you can give us some money you can give us some money one of us one of us (laughs) at uh patreon.com slash the midnight boys and if you sign up for that uh i think just for two dollars a month you'll get a special episode every month from us only for those patreons all right guys we'll be back next week Happy the days while I'm mending the nets Till once more they ride high out to sea